Welcome to the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I'm your host, Anna Glazer, MD, a reproductive and integrative psychiatrist here to help you make sense of the complex world of women's mental health. If your goal is to improve your emotional well-being, find fulfillment, and feel like your best self, you're in the right place. Welcome, my listener friends, to this episode of the Women's Wellness Psychiatry Podcast. I've been really looking forward to recording this episode for you because we're right in the midst of the holidays right now. So we're going to focus on holidays and stress. And as I was putting this episode together for you and just going along this week in my clinical practice... I had several patients just this week alone who are struggling with this. And so I know it's going to be a very relevant and helpful topic. And this is a women's mental health podcast. And what I want to stress is that holidays do impact women differently in terms of stress levels. There was an American Psychological Association survey back in 2006 that actually noted women experience more holiday stress than men and can often turn to negative coping behaviors. So I want to share some of this data with you, then talk about the different types of stress, and then really give you some practical solutions for how to manage this holiday stress. So in this particular study that I'm mentioning, 44% of women compared to just 33% of men reported increased stress during the holidays. I suspect in today's day and age, so that was back in 2006, I suspect those numbers are actually quite a bit higher these days. And in the survey, they mentioned some of the top leading holiday stressors. And the ones that were most common were things like lack of time, lack of money, and gift-getting pressure. Those were the most notable sources of stress. They also asked participants about relaxing or planning for relaxation during the holidays. And only about a quarter of women said that they would relax during the holidays, while almost half of men planned to relax. And so one of the questions that they asked the survey's participants was, how often do each of the following cause you stress during the holidays? And so one of the items was lack of money, and that was 67%. Responding often or sometimes lack of money was 62%. Commercialism, pressure of giving or getting gifts, family holidays and gatherings, staying on a diet, credit card debt, children, and travel. And again, this was back in 2006. So I suspect some of those, particularly, for example, travel during these times of the pandemic, those numbers are likely to be substantially higher because now travel also involves worries about things like health and safety. There was another interesting poll that took place in New York City specifically, Truth in Medicine poll, and it found that women under 50 were the most stressed during the holiday season, with over 60% reporting that their stress levels were either high or very high. And in that particular survey, Black respondents reported higher stress levels than white or Hispanic respondents. So what are some of the different reasons, let's dive into those, for holiday stress? One of those relates to work stress, and what that can often really be related to is worrying about getting enough time off during the holidays to spend it with family. Then there's the financial aspect, so debt and financial challenges during the holidays, especially in the midst of the ongoing pandemic, which has definitely created financial challenges for many. 
And then there's this concern about work creeping into family time. So not only can you get enough time off to enjoy the holidays, but in your time off, is work still going to creep in and make itself known? So that's one significant aspect of holiday stress. Another is this idea of food and weight stress. So a lot of those kinds of thoughts relate to dealing with stress eating. So using things like sugar, flour, all kinds of holiday treats to manage stress, and then how to maintain a quote unquote diet during the holiday season, how to maintain healthy nutrition during the holiday season, and how to navigate all of that in the context of family and social engagements. One thing that I think is important to point out is this third type of stress, which relates to a concept we've talked about before, this idea of household management. So a lot of times, these aspects of the holidays are often taken on by women. What I'm referring to are things like shopping for gifts, preparing the food, hostessing, cooking, organizing family events. So things like holiday photos or holiday get togethers. And then there's the wrapping of the gifts and the writing of the cards and the writing of the thank you cards and the calling of the thank yous and all of those kinds of things, which are often taken on by women in a household. So that's all under the umbrella of household management, which definitely can increase just the amount of time you might need in a given day. And unfortunately, during the holidays, we still have just a mere 24 hours in any given day. We don't get extra time during the holidays, but we do have substantially more things to get done. And then another aspect I want to mention is this psychological concept of creating a magical magical experience for your kids. And this is sort of this idea of if you had, if you remember really fondly, a very pleasant and warm and magical experience that you had as a child, you want to give that to your kids for the holidays. You want to make it magical. And conversely, if you didn't have that as a child, you want to create it for your kids today. One thing to note, though, is, you know, how do you define this magical experience? And what are you setting the bar at? Is the bar kind of being set at a unachievable, unattainable type of level of perfection. And that puts a lot of weight and burden on your shoulders trying to achieve this magical experience. So that's something to consider as well. So with all of those different types of stress, the impact is both psychological and it's physical. There's a lot of different physical symptoms of stress that can manifest. So if you notice yourself during the holiday season, struggling maybe a little bit more with headaches or with weight gain, or with stomach distress, various kinds of aches and pains, and maybe some menstrual cycle changes and sexual issues. All of those could be physical symptoms of stress. And then we have the psychological symptoms. So there's an impact on sleep. You might be sleeping worse, having insomnia. You might also be struggling with symptoms of anxiety or depression during the holiday season because of this stress. So stress impacts us both physically and psychologically, and that's why it's so important to talk about. That's why I'm mentioning this and kind of bringing it to the forefront so that it's not just something that is accepted. It's something that you can kind of look at and recognize, hey, maybe this isn't the healthiest for me. What can I do about it? So 
what you can do about it is start by listening to this podcast. And at the end, I'm going to dive into some solutions. But I think the number one first step is just kind of recognition that this is a concept, that this is something that happens, and thinking about how holiday stress, where it comes from, so all of those different types of stressors that we talked about, and how it's impacting you. And what often happens is that women can turn to negative coping behaviors. So I already mentioned a a few minutes ago, using food as a way to manage stress. And we've all done that. We've all used food to manage difficult experiences and stress, or perhaps using alcohol, or perhaps using retail therapy, or perhaps trying to kind of distract by spending all, all of our time kind of plugged into social media, all of these kinds of potentially negative coping behaviors that aren't serving us that we're using to deal with stress. And it really kind of creates this cycle, this negative perpetuating cycle where then our stress levels increase because of our coping skills, the ones that we're using, the the negative coping behaviors. And then we kind of have to use again, more coping behaviors, and it just kind of spirals from there. I want to dive in now to some potential solutions. One thing just to reference for you is perhaps to go back to podcast number three, which focuses a lot on self-care, because I think that's so essential during the holiday season and during times of stress. And then the other aspect I want to mention is the start of the holiday season, depending really on when you define its start, really does also coincide with daylight savings time change and shorter days for for those of you who live in places that do actually do the time change. And that can actually lead to symptoms related to seasonal affective disorder and depression. So that's something to keep in mind is that relationship between the start of the holiday season and shorter, darker days, which can definitely impact mood. And for some, the holidays can also be a really lonely time. It can remind us of things that we might want in our lives, but don't necessarily have. It can remind us of connections that perhaps we've lost or that we would like. And so it can be a really lonely time. And that also impacts stress levels. So we have a lot of different things that can lead to stress. And we have a lot of the different psychological and physical symptoms that that are manifestations of stress. So what to do? So let me just set out six things that you can think about doing that might be able to help you manage your stress during this holiday season. The first one is setting priorities. So for example, for certain types of activities, for your finances, and for your time. And those priorities really need to be driven by your underlying values. So For example, if your underlying value is family time together, that might mean that you decide to budget for a trip to visit grandparents, but then you might actually forego certain types of gifts because that perhaps is lower on your list of priorities. And the stress comes from this idea of trying to do all of the things rather than thinking about, okay, what are my priorities and what are the values that are guiding my priorities? So that's the number one piece is setting your priorities and thinking about what are my underlying values And from there, you can decide, okay, I'm going to keep this, I'm going to put this lower, I'm going to skip this, I'm going to prioritize this. 
So that's number one, is set your priorities for the holidays. Number two is learning to say no. This is so hard for so many of us. I know I have definitely worked on this skill over the years, and it's something that is important to learn both in the personal and the professional world. But in general, learning to say no is a skill. It's not something that's taught. It's not something that we necessarily have, you know, a class on. You know, it's not the same as learning arithmetic in elementary school or history class in in high school. There's never a class on learning to say no. And this is such an important skill that so many adults and so many women don't actually have and don't practice. And so I think it's really important to learn to say no. And that really is something that builds off of that first, first piece that I mentioned, which is setting priorities. Because if the thing that you are being asked to do or the thing that you're potentially putting on your plate is not in line with those priorities, then that's a great opportunity to practice saying no. Number three is noticing when you have a case of what I call the shoulds. The shoulds are those kinds of thoughts that come through our mind about, I should do this, or it really would make sense if I did this, and a good mom should do this, And if I were the right kind of person, I should do that. So a case of the shoulds, noticing when the word should crosses your brain and really kind of using that as a red flag. Whenever you hear yourself shoulding yourself, to use that as a red flag to stop and pause and really think about, okay, what am I telling myself I should do? And is that, again, going back to number one, your priorities and your underlying values, is that actually in line? So noticing when you have a case of the shoulds and releasing those shoulds and going back to your values and priorities. Number four is resetting your expectations away from this concept of perfectionism. So when I mentioned, for example, the creating of a quote unquote magical experience, that is sometimes a very vague and unattainable and perfect kind of concept. And being that we're all human, perfection is not really attainable. And that can set a whole lot of weight and burden. So reset those expectations away from perfectionism and more in line with something that you're going to find is attainable and find that gives you fulfillment and satisfaction. Number five is delegate. This actually goes along with the perfectionism piece because the person to whom you delegate something may not actually do it perfectly, nor might they do it the way that you would do it, but that doesn't mean that you can't delegate it to them and accept their quality and their level of work. So I think that's going to be something that's important is delegating during the holiday season in order to reduce your stress. And the last one is self-care. Self-care. I'm going to say it again, self-care. So that includes things like physical activity, social connection, volunteering or doing something meaningful. Again, going back to your values. It might mean stretching. It could be meditation or a mindfulness practice, or it could simply be hydration, keeping your body nourished and well hydrated. So those are the six steps for managing holiday stress Let's review those. Those are setting priorities, learning to say no, 
noticing a case of the shoulds, resetting expectations away from perfectionism, delegating, and self-care. And thinking about those six steps should help you manage all of the different types of holiday stress that we described in order to decrease the chances of those physical and psychological consequences. I'm wishing you a very healthy, happy, safe, and warm holiday season. Thanks for joining me for this week's episode. As you know, my goal is to share with you the most helpful information that moves you towards emotional well-being. If you have suggestions or questions, I'd love to hear those. And I also always appreciate a rating that will help others find this valuable content. I'm looking forward to connecting with you again next week. Please note that while I am a clinical doctor, this podcast is not a substitute for nor should be taken as medical advice. No specific health advice is being given on this podcast and no physician-client relationship is created by you listening to this podcast. All information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only.